Hello, welcome back to um, the Robinson Ralph podcast. We've had a break for a few weeks because we've been really busy, but um, uh, now we're back and also these two have had a holiday, not together I understand, but um, I haven't seen any pictures to prove that they've been on holiday separately, so they might have been on holiday. Let's just try and, I'll just try and trick them. Sam, were you and Dave on holiday together? Not to my knowledge, no. Okay, Dave, were you and Sam on holiday together? Uh, not to his knowledge, no. Interesting. <laughs> so, um, so we're back now. And to be honest, the other reason why we haven't done one for a few weeks is because there's been really not many interesting cases, been kind of technical cases, but they've been quite boring, haven't they? So we've yeah. got a, we're doing a, a, a new case. This is Medinejad versus Royal Mail. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Royal Mail. Royal Mail. Yeah, he's spot on with that, yes. So this is this is this is a guy who was a delivery driver based at Royal Mail's um Mount Pleasant sorting office. I don't know if it was pleasant, but I'm guessing I think it was very pleasant, was it? No. According to uh, the case. No. And it's certainly I would guess, although I could be wrong, my knowledge of London isn't perfect, but I don't think London has many mountains. Um, no trade descriptions. I don't think even if it's one. So if you live if you live in London and you know of of mountains in London, uh, just pop those down on a postcard, please. To no one cares at don'tbotheros.com. So who wants to talk about the case? Uh, Sam, Dave, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, if, uh, yeah, if I'm okay with that. Yeah. So if you're no, okay with it, we're, yeah, we're going to object. No, <laughs> no we're you're just, not. So the claim was a uh, delivery driver for. Um, for Royal Mail, and claimant had three conditions. He had ADHD, dyslexia, and dyspraxia. ADHD, uh, that's attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I'm glad you said that, because I, I, I knew what the AD and the D stood for, but not the H. I was going to say, I knew yeah. a deficit, attention deficit disorder, but what was it again? Hyperactive? Hyperactive. Yeah, attention. a neurodiverse condition. So the claimant had those three conditions. Now, um, the claimant alleged that a manager from Royal Mail approached him and then went on to insult and intimidate him by repeatedly referring to him as dodgy. Those were the words that he, or that was the word that he used. Now, because of that, because when you use that word in the description of the case and the facts, I wondered if, in fact, you just made it completely up, but you've confirmed that you didn't, and that actually was the word that he used. So that's that. right. Yeah, I always, I always go through with these these things. Um, so because of because of the use of that word, and because of other um, other particular circumstances and concerns uh, that the claimant had, um, why was he called dodgy? Was that because of the um, because the the, the manager? had this kind of negative view of his disability. That's right, yeah. Um, so because of, because of that, uh, those incidents and other incidents that have been um, that have come about in the past, uh, the claimant went on protracted sick leave. Now, the manager in question who used the term dodgy, he denied making those comments, and this was despite two witnesses supporting uh, the claimant's account that he actually had and also the claimant's complaints were upheld by an independent caseworker. However, despite all this, uh, the respondent, Royal Mail, uh, they alleged that they were not aware of the claimant's disability. Now, 
In the Employment Tribunal, the uh, the tribunal found in favour of the claimant. Now, they found that Royal Mail were, in fact, aware of the claimant's disability, and they found that it, it had actually been discussed with um, other line managers within Royal Mail and that certain adjustments had been made since the claimant had applied to join Royal Mail. It was also found that when using the term dodgy, the manager in question had been relying on uh, rumours about the claimant and had a negative perception of him, as Robbie said, because of his disability. Now, arguments were put forward um, in the forms of... Um, well, it was more of a suggestion from the respondent that the term dodgy might have actually been intended as a joke between the manager that said it and the and the claimant. However, it's worth noting that um, nobody actually um, found it funny. So those were the suggestions put forward um, by the respondent, Royal Mail. But according to the tribunal, uh, the manager had deliberately concocted a false account and the claimant's disability had been used to try and excuse his behaviour, so the, uh, the tribunal didn't accept that suggestion from Royal Mail. And in the end, uh, the tribunal ordered that the um, respondent Royal Mail pay £14,000 in compensation to the claimant. And there you have it. Um, I mean, the banter defence is never a great defence, is it? Uh, and you always um, sort of uh, wince when you hear the company is saying it was just banter. Yeah. I mean, how many conversations the three of us had that, that, that we wouldn't want repeated in a tribunal? I mean, Let all me of them? consult my little, um, <laughs> as I call it, grievance diary. Uh, yeah, 744. <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have told you about that, should I? Yeah. No, I think, I, I think you're calling it. Yeah, calling it the grievance diaries took me off, if I'm honest. But I think... <laughs> that Superman jumper you've got on there today as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I made a terrible mistake. Um, I hadn't washed. I hadn't got washed it when I put it back in the the cupboard, and it's got um, it's got toothpaste stains down it. And I think, I think that's. I hope that's gravy. <laughs> oh, toothpaste and gravy. No. Were you brushing <laughs> your teeth with gravy? Because whilst if you were, a, whilst yeah. having a Sunday dinner. <laughs> I've, I've, I've no idea. The problem is I'm colourblind, so it could be it could be brown, it could be red, or it could be green. But it's a spot. Mm. So I don't think it's I don't think it's green. It could be blood. Either like, way, it, you, should be there. it should look. The point is the detail of it's irrelevant. The point is it just looks um, on, disgusting. On the colourblind point, you should prepare for some vicious, vicious banter because I have researched this point, and colourblindness is not a disability. All right, good stuff. Yeah. All right. No. No. Uh, well, I mean, any. Yeah. As long as, as long as you've researched before before yeah. launching an attack, that's fine. So, uh, I mean, the vicious. I mean, I can, you can only imagine how vicious the banter's going to be. Oh, what what colour's that book, Simon? Yeah, oh, is like, it green? No, it's red. Uh... Like, oh, you can't you can't see. You'd make a terrible fighter pilot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Idiot like that. Actually, on saying that, I was I wouldn't say turned down by the RAF, but they they um. They came to the. They certainly office. didn't offer you a, a job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, I didn't get as far as the recruitment process because they came to um, school when I was, um, oh, I don't know, 16, 17, 18. I don't know. Something like that. That's good. I mean, if it was six, then I'd be a bit worried if they were trying to recruit six-year-olds to fly yeah. fighter jets. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, so the um, the 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 man said, oh. Going to join the RAF then. I mean, it was a bit more, it wasn't as casual as this. And I went, I was like, yeah, yeah. 
It must have been after Top Gun came out. When would that have been? 1986. So I would have been 16. So yeah, it was after Top Gun. So I was convinced that was going to be, you know. Anyway, and he said, oh, what would you want to do? And I said, oh, oh pilot, obviously. Um, and, he, and then he said, I don't know if we're going to be colorblind. And I said, oh, I'm colorblind. Anyway, and he said, oh, well, you can't be a pilot then. Because you've got like green buttons and red buttons. And it's kind of important to know which one you're pressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, and I, I, I get that. But I, kinda, I then walked away. And I thought years later, I mean, literally not even at the time, years later, I thought, why didn't they just make them different colored buttons, that, like black and white, so you couldn't get them wrong? And then I thought, well, maybe the world doesn't revolve around me. Um, anyway, it's too late now to be a fighter pilot. So, Well, it'd be a problem if you had black buttons, because they'd blend in with the, 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 the sort of dashboard, wouldn't they? I don't know if you call it a dashboard and a fighter jet. but Wouldn't you just make it a different colored dashboard, like a light sky blue or something? Yeah, that'd be better. Sky, what the color of sky? Yeah. So you think you wouldn't even be able to see the plane at this point? Hang on. All right, not all right. (laughs) Yellow. So you you basically be. It would look as if you were just flying through the air on a magic carpet (laughs) with a couple of buttons in front of you. (laughs) I mean, also, also in this, I'm assuming there's only two buttons, and like. There's a green button is like up land. and down, yeah. <laughs> or the green button is land and the red button is start nuclear war. It's like oh, yeah. press the one. I'm really enjoying this. The, the possibility that you know needless wars may have been started by by my color blindness, by, by your color blindness. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I di- obviously I didn't think of this at the time. Otherwise, the RAF might be a very different beast than it is now. Yeah, you know, doing their invisible outside, invisible, but once you get inside, bright pink. And then um, one button, a black button, and a white button. That's that's how you fly a plane. I've always fancied being a fighter pilot. I mean, it's a bit late now, obviously. I'd be. I think I'd have been really good at it. Yeah, Except I quite enjoy physics at school. You've got to be good at physics, haven't you? Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing that would put me off um, being a fighter pilot, I think, is the speed and the height. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> other than that, I think I'd be quite good Sounds at like it. Sounds like you're more attuned to being a train driver then. <laughs> Even that, I wouldn't like responsibility. Fast. Yeah, the speed of the train driver. No, RAF fighter pilot plane. Yeah. What about one of those ride-on trains that you get at tourist attractions? Yeah, like with the, like, with the undersized seating, you mean, where you're just kind of yeah. sat back. Yeah, I'd go sat for that. The, sort of on the train itself. Yeah, I'm not actually, I don't want to have any responsibility. I just want to be sat on the back of a child's train. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a career, apparently. <laughs> Also, you'd still need to know the difference between red and green for stop and go, wouldn't you? The, the um, what do they call them? Signals? No, no, because I'm not in charge of the signals. Don't forget. I'm oh, just, oh just, yeah. Actually, okay. I've just thought of it. You yeah. could, like, you know, like to solve his fighter pilot button problems, you could do myself like little post-it notes for what. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, it doesn't even have to be. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty rudimentary way. But why not just write on the buttons what they do? Yeah. Bomb. Land. And then on the other one, like DAB radio, so if your third button, yeah. like purple. Well, you'd, you'd still need your ejector seat as well, wouldn't you? All right, another button, yellow, ejector seat. Yeah. There's your four buttons. What else do you need? What about the heated seats? How are you turning them on? Flying over Alaska, you'd want a nice heated seat, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Or YouTube. You know, so if you're up there and you're an autopilot, you just flick on the telly, watch a few. Netflix. So your screen just becomes like a big cinema. Yeah. I'd do that bit. I mean, I effectively save the RAF there. I mean, in-flight entertainment, in-flight maids, simplified the entire flying process. Obviously, as well, I'd put a speed inhibitor 
because you don't want people to go too fast or a height inhibitor too high. So basically, they'd probably fly at about six feet off the ground, maximum 80 miles an hour. Anyway, uh, okay, so thank you um, both for socially distancing uh, for this, whatever this was, podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, any parting words or thoughts, Sam? No, I'm 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 still just going through the, the graphs and the and the drawings you do for the RAF. Yeah, entertaining myself in my own head. So no, yeah. I've got nothing to say. Makes sense, Dave. Any thoughts? No, no <laughs> thoughts at all. Okay. So yeah, thanks everybody. Thanks yeah, guys. I hope I hope you've well not enjoyed the podcast, but um, you know it, it's 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 something that you've listened to. Hopefully. Bye. Bye. See ya.